everybody welcome back to another edition of the untitled jeff club podcast i'm your host jeff club and today it is the debut of the new podcast series and i'm calling this the driven life and it's about uh, motivation and self-improvement uh each year i do a theme of a podcast aside from the 12 questions one which you're familiar with so uh two years ago it was a social spotlight where i asked people about social media usage Last year, it was the How I Got Here series, where I asked people in the NASCAR industry uh, how they reached the position where they are at today. And then now, um, I find that I really get kind of like energized by uh, positive uh, things and positive influences. And part of that is hearing people uh, pump you up sometimes or or tell you how uh, their habits of being successful. So that's what I want to do with this new podcast series. Um, I want to ask people whether it's uh, health and nutrition or positivity or maybe organizational skills, communication, leadership, whatever there is. There's so many uh, great people in the NASCAR world and in the garage uh, who have achieved by having some great skill sets. And I'd like to dive into that and just see if they can share some tips that might help us uh, average people with our daily lives, maybe get through some obstacles or some uh, overcome some hurdles, things like that. So uh, the very first person that came to mind when I was thinking of doing this was Jimmy Johnson because of his dedication to health and fitness um, and keeping himself in great shape. And he seems like he enjoys encouraging others to do that as well um, and getting people started on that path. So I just wanted to ask him if he could share some tips along those lines, and he agreed to do so. So the debut episode is with Jimmy Johnson, and we're going to talk about how uh, the average person can get into health and fitness. All right, everybody, I'm here with Jimmy Johnson. And Jimmy, today I was going to ask you about uh, fitness, nutrition, getting motivated. And I know you started uh, a little bit like later in life compared to some others. How, how old were you when you first started getting serious about working out and all that kind of stuff? Well, I played, um, I guess I didn't play, but I swam in high school and grew up racing motocross and both, you know, super physical and I was in great shape then. But as I started my four-wheeled career, it was there was so much to learn about the vehicles and the tracks and, and there's traveling and driving equipment to the races and I developed all these bad habits along the way of eating in truck stops and fast food and the fitness just, just tanked. So, um, you know, I'd say probably up until 17, 18, I was, I was fit and, and an athlete and then had this hiatus for a long period of time. Um, I would say probably 08, 09, somewhere in there is when I, I started to get serious with it again. And, uh, it just, it kind of, it, it fills some peace inside of me for my day of feeling of feeling accomplished um feel good about myself confidence goes up i know that i'm doing something that's important for my career like there's a lot of positive boxes that i mentally check when i get my workout in and it's evolved into many things but but just at a very basic level you know that that hour or whatever it ends up being a day is, is just vital for me and it gives me such a positive outlook on the rest of the day so I think probably a lot of people listening have at least tried to uh, either get on a workout program, get habits at some point in life, or maybe they've tried diets that haven't worked out. 
I've noticed that you've really stayed consistent with it. And obviously part of it is that you're a professional athlete, but also, it, you know, a lot of it is that you're doing it on your own. Uh, I see sometimes that it's, you'll, you know, you'll have gone on vacation. So you, you do get off it for a couple of days and let yourself enjoy life, so to speak. But then you go back on it. So how, how do people, if they're out there and they want to get into something, they want to be healthier, how do they like stick with it? What are some of the steps they should take? Yeah, I think being honest with yourself uh, about what what works for you. Um, I think we're all guilty of, of uh, maybe New Year's rolls around and we're all guilty of saying, oh, I need to lose 10 pounds. And you go on some crash diet that's not sustainable. Three or four days in, you're like, ah, oh, the heck with it, I'm out. So I think setting realistic goals, um, trying to make just a, just a small change to start with and, and carry that for a month. If it's your, your eating habits or your training habits, just just put one foot in front of the other, literally. Just just one step at a time, see what works for you. And then from there, you know, trying to find things that you enjoy. If it's being outside, which, which has been a big part for me and why cycling and running and all that's worked so well, um, I just like being outside and that pulls me out. Um, signing up for a fitness event is, is, a, is another really good tool for me. For some reason, when I commit to, um, to doing an event, like I'll, I'll get up earlier, I'll stay up later, I'll eat better. Like there's motivation within that. So I, I think setting some realistic goals and, uh, and then trying to chase them down from there is really important. So it sounds like to not put too much pressure on yourself. Like you want to you better yourself, but without getting to the point where you're like, you know, you're going to fail and then you're just going to fall off the wagon completely kind of thing. I think so. I, I honestly believe that fitness, health, um, quality of life, a healthy life, it's it's a journey. It's not like something you're going to do. There, there's no silver bullet. There's no quick fix. Like you need to make adjustments that, that are going to last through your lifetime. And, and having a realistic approach and thinking of it as a long journey, I think is much more useful than, and maybe not for all, all, uh, personalities, but for, for most, I think having that long-term view is, is key. So you set some realistic goals. If we can get kind of specific here, sometimes I notice that, well, it seems like consistently you, you really uh, get up early to do a lot of your workouts and you have two kids at home. So, you know, my excuse for myself would be, well, I need all the sleep I can get. I'm maxed out with this. I got a lot going on in life. I just need that extra hour of sleep or whatever. Whereas I see you, you know, you're getting up at like what 435 or something like that to go work out. How do you get yourself up out of bed to, to do that in the first place, I guess? Yeah, for me, you know, it, it's not easy. And the hardest part's literally putting my feet on the ground and getting out of the bed. From there, everything gets easier as I go. But um, the way my life works and, and the way our house works, you know, kids get up at 6.30, um, and then they go to bed at 7.30. So if I'm going to work out after, you know, the house goes goes down, it's just not it's just not going to work i'm exhausted and i i find i don't put in the effort or have the motivation to train later in the day so i, I try to get it done early if i can um you know and, and oftentimes you know in order to get up early i've got to go to bed early so kids go down about 7:30 i'm telling you most nights 8 8:30 i hit put my phone on silent mode and i'm i'm out mm-hmm. uh, that's the only way i still need my 8 hours of sleep i mean i can get by on 5 to 6 for a couple days but uh, I get cranky and don't function well. So I just got to go to bed earlier to get up earlier. Okay, interesting. And then how about like with temperature or something? Because I see that's another excuse that I 
let myself slide by with like it's either too hot outside or it's too cold now you live in charlotte and you also live in uh, aspen so you're having a lot of extremes with the temperature and yet that doesn't stop you from working out so how do you not let that uh create an excuse for yourself yeah i mean i've i've learned how to and i think that's the nice thing about you know my interest in being outdoors there's there's a lot of versatility in, in sports and opportunities that i have you know in colorado one thing i love to do is to to go uphilling or go um skinning it's called you have these downhill skis with a carpet that's on the bottom and the boots and, and bindings work in a way to where you can hike up the hill and you lock in and you can ski down. So, you know, when it's cold and I want to get a workout in, I do that quite often. I'll just skip going up on the lift and uh, at least do one trip up the mountain, which is probably an hour, hour and a half to get up and then ski down and then jump on the lifts and, and do it after that. So you just, you just got to be creative and take advantage of the environment you're in. Um, cycling's tough in the winter. I've, I've, I kind of cycle less just because it's hard to stay warm on a bike, but running works really well. Even going to a pool and swimming works really well. So, you know, just keeping an open mind and again, thinking of that long-term thing, like I just want to have a healthy life and I want to feel good about myself. Um, and I really like to eat. So if I wasn't uh, training and burning all these calories, I don't think I'd fit in my suit. Well, speaking of like, eating and, and diet and things like that. I, I was at Supercross earlier this year and Alden Baker who trained some of the guys. I mean, he was talking about no cheat days ever. You know, he won't let uh, Jason Anderson and Marvin Moose can't even enjoy Thanksgiving, uh, nothing. And I see, you know, you like ice cream. You, you said you like to eat. So obviously you allow yourself some things while still trying to stay healthy. How do you manage um, the eating well with also enjoying the food, I guess? Yeah, I mean, everybody needs to be pushed and everybody needs to be uncomfortable to succeed, right? I, I just, I firmly believe in that. Um, I go through windows of time through the season where I get hardcore like that. Um, you know, the, the motocross world in general, the lifespan for those riders, their career span, I should say, is, is much shorter than NASCAR. So there's, there's no way one of those riders is gonna go 18 seasons living like that. Mm -hmm. um, I have many friends that have ridden for Alden and they've got about a five to six year window where they can live life like that and then they they just can't do it anymore it's just it's a tough tough pace to keep up um so it depends on what you're doing you know you've got to be realistic with yourself your environment what uh what you need to be successful um in car racing we don't need to be as regimented as those guys do we we, we do we just don't so um you know i have found what works for me and, and i'm playing the long game um, and, and a lot of those motocross riders, you know, it's, it's a short season for starters when you look at just Supercross alone. Um, and then a short career where they, they've got to be so committed. And I respect them all for how, how high that commitment level is, not only from a fitness and nutrition side, but also the danger that's involved in riding those things. Yeah. So that's good to know as well because, you know, I, I sit there and I hear a guy like that and I'm like, damn, I need to give up everything. I need to, you know, and then, but it, it sounds like what like going back to what you said it, it has to work for you so if somebody's listening to this and they've really like never done anything or never tried to work out uh they feel like they just can't do it or they're just not an athlete um like what are, what are like the basic first steps that they could do just to start um like how, how does somebody learn where to start that's healthy for them yeah i think first and foremost it's it's about not making excuses and i'm not saying in a in a way that uh, is harmful or dangerous for yourself but we all have that little voice that tells us what we probably should do and it's usually a really faint soft voice in the back of our minds maybe listen to that a little bit more and then just take take some realistic first steps to get going mm -hmm. um 
depending on your your maybe health requirements or issues, an event that you have coming up, whatever it might be. I mean, there's different reasons to, to be highly motivated. Um, in, in most cases, I, and for, certainly for most of the listeners, I think it's about just consistency. You know, I, I see a lot of people start off and they, they do too much too soon. If it's too crazy of a diet, too much lifting, too much running, too much riding, and they, they come out of the gate and they almost, almost burn themselves out in a short period of time. Um, I think consistency, uh, my, my coach often says quality over quantity. Just get, some, just get a quality base started diet and fitness wise and then let the quantity show up down the road if you're enjoying it that's really cool well this is great advice thank you so much for taking the time to do it and hopefully somebody out there will uh take you up on it appreciate it thank you buddy all right everybody so there you have it i hope you enjoyed that conversation and maybe uh got some motivation you know like myself i i I feel like i i am always um starting to do workout routines or starting on a diet and then not being able to follow through. So I think Jimmy's advice about not trying to put too much expectations on yourself, just getting that base like he talked about and then sort of building from there and, and slowly going over time and having that long-term view of a healthy life, uh, that's something to strive for and that, that kind of gave me some ideas of what I'd like to do as well. So hopefully you share the same feeling. Coming up on the next edition of the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast, well, it's going to be the Daytona 500 post-race podcast. So following the Daytona 500 on Sunday, late afternoon, early evening, I will talk to a media member who is yet to be determined, and I will post a podcast breaking down what we just saw in the Daytona 500. So stay tuned for that. And then next week on the 12 questions, it is going to be Kyle Larson. So that will be coming out, I believe, on Tuesday. Anyway, if you enjoy these podcasts, you're listening on uh, Apple Podcasts, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, perhaps leave a rating and review. That would be much appreciated. But either way, until next time, talk to you later on the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast.